This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Nate. Just one more day of sad music. I promise this is the last day after this. We'll go back to hype music, get you guys going. You know what, actually? I'm going to take suggestions. 402-464-5685. Let us know. What are you guys feeling for an intro to On the Block? Turns out the entrance, serious Chicago Bulls, Nebraska Cornhuskers, whatever you want to interpret as, that didn't work out. Box says that we're not allowed to use jump around. That's officially for Wisconsin. Drift away. Sometimes you just feel like you want to drift away when you watch Nebraska football. So we're going to be sad for one more day because we're bringing in Strick. We're going to get his thoughts. We want to have your thoughts too. 402-464-5685. Sarner Heyman text line. Honda of Lincoln Hotline. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can also hit us up on all of those platforms. Let us know your thoughts because we have one more day of, I'm not going to say doom and gloom, but we're still going to be recapping the Northwestern game, getting all of Strick's thoughts on all of that. Still want to get your guys' thoughts, like I said, too. And then we'll start previewing North Dakota, and we're starting to get happy again. We're going to start drinking the Kool-Aid. We're going to start talking 11-1. and one. Not everything is crashing down yet, but again, we just have one more day, and we're going to recap the Northwestern game and get all of Strick's thoughts. Eric Strickland, Husker Hall of Famer, how you doing, my man? In the building, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm hanging. Let me All just, right. I'm hanging, but I ain't hang myself. But I'm hanging, doggone it. <laughs> I, there's times where I wanted to just go, go, and you know, uh, it, it was a sad thing, man. I mean, yeah. I really saw the fans. The fans, you know, we, we're we, we're blessed to be sitting in a seat, uh, in a suite, and uh, so I got a pretty good purview of of kind of just the fans and the reactions, and you know, they were very into it early and. You can just tell as it got later, you could just tell it was one of those things where it was starting to wane a little bit. Yeah. Just a lot of concern on the on the on the fans' minds. Yeah. Well, let me say then, because I, I know I've gotten Jay's thoughts, DP, the guys who talked about it on the happy hour. Um, I guess the biggest thing is now that you've let it simmer, you've let it settle, you've kind of recapped things, maybe you've rewatched some plays, rewatched some of the game. I know a lot of us here at the station. Are, are you less mad, less frustrated? I mean, how are you feeling here now a couple days after the loss here on Saturday? Well, I, I will say this. I will say that I I think this could be a learning lesson. It is okay. is one of those things where I think they can, you know, it doesn't kill you if you have this type of – obviously, this is not what you want because this is what you've seen over the last years, you know, the Illinois and – and these type of losses that shouldn't be the losses that, that Nebraska is having, uh, especially with the expectations that were so high for this Nebraska team. So I, I think you, you, you got to go to the drawing board. I, I think there's a lot of coachable and teachable moments about not taking people for granted, um, how to bury the hatchet when it's, you know, when, when you've got them under your thumb, how to continue to put the, put the pressure on them. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things you can learn from that. 
there, there's there, there's some troubling things that I'm hoping that if you continue to just go on the film, uh, that you can really break down and 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 really challenge the players that they gotta they've gotta get better. Um, you know, you 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 know you you talked about how much better you were getting, exactly, but. Mm, you know what I mean? It, it didn't translate to the game, and that's what's disappointing, I think. Uh, yes, I was sipping Kool-Aid. Again, it was a road game for Nebraska. They still got seven at home that they they need to take care of, and that's starting this weekend. The thing to watch is what they've talked about, stacking days. And when they have mistakes or when they have bad days or when things happen, then how are you going to re- you know recover from that? What are you going to do different? To, to change the outcome. I feel bad for the young man on the go, on, on the drive and I, the, the, the second string tight end. I feel bad for him. I know that had to be a long ride home. You know, the ball goes through your fingers. You know, how many opportunities are you going to get? Yep. Um, and that goes through your fingers to an interception to help you lose the game as you're driving to try to tie or win the game. I feel bad for him. Hopefully the young man can can get better from that. And uh, as Cluster Johnson has talked to uh, when he came on the show about how they the coaches challenged them and and how they had to make a difference in what they were doing on on the practice field. So yeah, we'll see. Here's a bit of my concern, and I want to get your thoughts on this. And we didn't really dive into this too much yesterday, and we didn't really dive into it too much here on the other shows. Is is this North Dakota game kind of a lose-lose situation for Nebraska? Like maybe lose-lose is the wrong way of putting it, but it's like okay. You come in, you're at home, you're coming off a big loss, you beat North Dakota by, I don't know, 30, 40 points. Everyone's going to say, okay, it's North Dakota, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, this isn't North Dakota State, I want to make that very clear how some people on on Twitter and, and social media have said, it's North Dakota, not North Dakota State. But then, on the flip side, say you get out with a win, you win by 14 points, is the discussion that we're having is, Oh great! This team's only beating North Dakota by fourteen points. Like that—that's what I'm kind of worried about. Is that this team is in a lose-lose situation because no matter what happens here on Saturday, we're still going to be critiquing it one way or the other. It is very much a lose-lose, but I think it can also uh, provide context for where they go from here. It's got to be a dominating game, all aspects of their 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 total game from. Sport, uh, from special teams to offense to defense, the areas where they struggled, um, they have to they have to dominate, and that's only going to it's not going to change the narrative. The narrative is going to be what the narrative is going to be. It's right. not going to change. That's not going to change. What's going to change it is if you're seeing improvement, right? If you're seeing the things being corrected, that's the way you've got to look at it. You can't look at it from a standpoint of uh, who they're playing or what they're playing. You've got to look at it in the, in the, in the thing of growth. If, if I can use basketball as a, as a, as a thing, um, as an analogy, there's teams that you're definitely on paper way better than. Right. The, way, the way you get in trouble is if you play down to your competition. That's when you get into trouble. The way that you grow is you learn how to compound the good things and not harp on the negatives. Right. So you've got to learn how to build on, you know, taking care of the ball, how you build on moving the chains, how you build 
on uh, making plays because there was a lot of drop balls, right? Um, all of these areas that they need to grow and get better at. That's how you, you, you come in showing that you've learned or you're growing or you're getting better. Not necessarily what the end score is going to be, but the, the little things in the game. Are you, are, you, are you taking advantage of weaknesses that they may have and, and, and exploiting them? And, and like in basketball, it was very much like the Utah Jazz, right? If I can use the Utah Jazz in the Stockton and Malone era, Nate, in the Stockton and Malone area, you knew what they were going to run. They were going to run pick and roll. They were going to run it with him, and 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 pretty much they were going to run plays for Carl Malone. They were going to run off that pick and roll. You knew what they were going to do. They were maybe going to run Jeff Harnasek off of a couple of plays. You knew exactly what they're going to do. The issue is you had to stop it. You're if you don't stop it, guess what they do? They continue to run the same. Yep. They run the same play to exhaustion until you do something about it. That's what you got to hope that 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 the change is going to be in this next game come Saturday. Texter says, why are we even thinking Nebraska will beat them by a lot? Wilmot says, my high school coach always preached, if you can touch the ball, then you need to catch the ball. There were certainly a couple uh, passes there at the end that Casey Thompson, I, I don't know if I would credit with the interception. Obviously, that's just how football works. Uh, and then Gus says this, Nathan, you're right. North Dakota game is a no-win game. Maybe if the Huskers look smooth and efficient in all three phases and win by 50, it might be used as a stepping stone. Thanks. Um... The the thing is, and this is what I'm just worried about with the North Dakota game, because I, I know how Husker fans react, and I know how fragile the fan base is right now, especially coming off this loss to Northwestern. I don't think anyone is going to be satisfied, whether it be the team, the media, the fans. Like You can go across the board. I look at, even if you're beating North Dakota by 50 and you look great, at the end of the day, how much can you really take from that? Like... It, Big facts. I, I just big facts. And there there is something to be said, like like you said, Strick. I think if you show actual improvement, you're making the tackles you're supposed to. Um, you're getting push on both sides of the ball, the defensive line, offensive line, like you're not getting blown in coverage. Like there are small things obviously that you can take from and say, Okay, this is some type of improvement. But you also have to look at it as whether we want to say Northwestern is or whether we're going to say that Nebraska is not going to beat out North Dakota or whatever have you, you should. North Dakota, simply put, is an inferior opponent. This is the University of Nebraska, and you are playing North Dakota. Like, let, let, let's not try and overanalyze this here, okay? It is just simply put, Northwestern, it is what it is. You should have beat them. You are 13.5-point favorites. I understand all of that. But it's still a Big Ten West opponent. It's still a Power 5 team with a proven coach that has a track record of winning. This is North Dakota coming into Memorial Stadium. Like, what what, what is what has happened here? And, and I just, I, I'm worried that it's a no-win situation. Uh, Texter says this when Clay Helton and Georgia Southern beat Nebraska, will Frost be fired? I think Georgia Southern is, is more of the discussion we need to be having. Listen, North Dakota, under no circumstance should you even be in the same football game. Listen, by the second half, you should be playing Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers, all those guys, 100%. Georgia Southern, we can have They're a discussion. Tough. They're tough, and they have a proven coach in Clay Helton. Um, I think that might do it. I don't know if you wait until the buyout for that point. Um, yeah, I think that does it. I yeah. think I'm with you on that one. I think that does it. Well, this goes into my next question for you then, Strick, after I went on my little bit of a rant there. Sorry, I feel like 
North, North Dakota is just the butt of my jokes today. I feel kind of bad making fun of North Dakota. I don't even know what their mascot is. Help me out, text line. <laughs> um, it, are we at the point now that I, I hate to say it because it's focused on the opponent in front of you, but at this point, like to be honest with you, the only thing going through my mind is Oklahoma. The, and I, I don't know if that's just me, but it's just like, listen – this is Nebraska. You should beat North Dakota. You should beat Georgia Southern. I'm focused on Oklahoma. I am. And I, and is that wrong of me? And do you think that's a game the fan base should be focused on right now? <clears throat> Trick question on that one. Um, <laughs> again, I, I, I think there's nuance to this. I think it's important. That's one of the probably next important games. I don't think these are important. I think it's important for Scott Frost. I think I agree. on that level it's important. I don't think it's important as far as, you know, their season and how it goes from here. I think that Oklahoma game is that is that point where you you you're really going to have an idea and then you get and you're going to have an idea as to the trajectory of what this team's going to be as to how well they play in that Oklahoma game. What happens after that is going to I look next after the Oklahoma game to revenge games. I look to those to yeah. see what, where, where, how they compete, and are they able to handle business with chips on your shoulders about how those teams have beaten you or consistently beaten you, or they've beaten you for the last four years, or whatever the case may be? That's that's the ire, that's where my eye turns to from that. Um, yeah, it's it's these next two games learn, grow, prepare because Oklahoma's coming in to, to steal one. Yeah. They're going to be highly ranked and they're coming to get it. So what you're going to do, what you're going to do about it? Are you going to, you know, succumb to the pressure or are you going to step up and, you know, put your, 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 your thing up high? <laughs> For what it's worth, Oklahoma is uh, number nine in the country right now. They have two cupcake games before they come here to Memorial Stadium right. and play Nebraska. So they could be even higher than that. I don't see them going much lower than number nine. They'll be a top 10 football team. Uh, okay, so let, let's play this game then, Strick. Um, I want you to tell me the biggest thing Nebraska needs to focus on moving forward, and I know it's probably going to be one of your keys to victory that you went over last week that they just simply didn't do, um, and then I want some positives that we can take from this game moving forward. Okay. Well, again, some of the things that we talked about that they didn't do is that they didn't handle the adversity. Um, yeah. we, we, we talked yeah. about them being able to make the adjustments. One of the things that I saw with them regarding that is shoulder slumping, um, head down. There was no collective coming together, uh, raising the roof, getting everybody you know geeked up about what we need to do here. You saw that on the last drive, right? Um, you know they they three downs. They need a big stop, probably third and five, third and four. Boom, they get gashed for twelve. Yep. Boom, they get hit for sixteen. You know, then you yep. you're like, wait a second, that that stuff can't happen. If you're going to be a winning team, that's when your defense, that's when your offense needs to either make plays, make the catch. Um, I thought there that what put them in trouble was um, a nice pass thrown from Casey Thompson to Marcus Washington right through his fingers. I mean, you know, so now you're going from maybe a third and three type of situation to your third and long. Yep. You don't finish it off. So a lot of those things were happening. Their, their plays look very Iowa-ish to me, uh, very basic. Like yep. I, I was, I was, that was what concerning to me. It was a lot of just basic routes and different things like that. 
couple situations they missed had uh, Trey Palmer breaking deep, didn't convert those. Like those are the situations where good teams convert. You know what I mean? Like you have a guy breaking over the safety and, and pass. You've got to hit him. You know what I mean? One was thrown uh, out of bounds. Uh, I, I think I don't. I want to say it was maybe Mar- Marcus Washington. He broke out. So you've got these situations that okay, it's the first game. Yes, you may miss some, but if you don't make those in these type of games, or take advantage of that trouble. I still now the turnover situation was number two, right? We talked about how they need <laughs> yep. to do a better job of, of creating turnovers and winning the turnover battle. They lost that. That's that's one of the other uh, issues that they had a problem with. Um, they don't do a good job of collective. I mean, tackling together, trying to strip the ball, um, all of those different things that you need to try to do to give yourselves opportunities. Great hit by the cornerback to uh, to 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 lodge the ball free. They gave him another opportunity, but then Castaneda just just not aware of where the defense is coming from. I saw it happening. I said, yeah, he don't see that guy on the outside or he don't feel him on the outside. Guy comes in, strips the ball from him. That's a, that's a turnover. That's crucial because now you're on the 10 going in that can change the whole dynamic of the game. So then, um, so, so that was another issue. And we talked about tug of war. We talked about front line play. They didn't do that. It was the opposite way. We talked about 150 for Nebraska plus they need it. Northwestern comes up with 200 yards. 200 between so two guys. 200 between two guys. So that right there in itself, those, that's a, a losing combination. And we talked about it here on the block of what, 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 what would be a problem for them if they didn't handle those specific things. And then just real quick, I know we have to get to the EAS here in a second. Positives from the game Nebraska can move off of. Um, I thought their punting game was good. I thought the punting game gave them good field position opportunities. Obviously, the defense didn't uh, didn't take advantage of that, but I thought he did a good job of keeping them down underneath Certainly the 20, yeah. 40, 50 yard punts, you know, changed the field position, turned it around. Um, I think that uh, I wasn't too disappointed with the cornerback play. Great safety play sometimes coming up, making big hits. Um, so I think they can grow from that. Uh, I think they can grow in looking at Anthony Grant, like find ways to create holes for him um, in the run game. I thought you saw a solid running back. He's really the only one that that did anything in the run game. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any screens uh, as they started to try to come with pressure. I, I, you know, they were making, uh, giving problems late for Casey Thompson. I didn't see any screens. Um, they could have maybe thrown Romel, uh, you know, uh, Ramir Johnson in there maybe got a couple of screens to, to see it. So I, I didn't see diversity in their play calling enough to make me feel good about it. What's interesting too, is Scott Frost today at his press conference, he talked that Nebraska did have pretty creative offense, did have some creative plays. Eh, I'm not so entirely sure about that. Uh, I'd still need to get Strick's thoughts on. Oh, I, I hate that Volkolek. man. He was starting to come alive. Yeah. He was looking real good, man. I hate that he had he went down, and there's really no one that's really to follow. That him was my breakout player on offense getting, too. Yeah, he was but. getting he was he was making it happen. So that was a positive from the yep. tight end position. And out of all of this, still haven't got Strick's thoughts on the onside kick. We'll have that next right here on the block. 93.7 the ticket.